Welcome to another episode of Paradigm 132 Podcast, and I am your humble and gracious social shot horn. And on today's episode, I want to talk about a clip that I saw from Earlier in Leisure when they sat down and interviewed um, billionaire Robert Smith. Robert Smith is the CEO of a venture capital firm. Um, he's most recently famous or getting into headlines for paying out the student loan debt for last year's Morehouse graduating class. I also know him as being an executive producer for uh, African-American filmmaker Dion Taylor, who is directed films such as Black and Blue, Fatal, Supremacy, The Intruder, uh, amongst other things. He's um, one of my favorite uh, directors for films, but Robert Smith is one of the executive producers on all of his films that that I have seen here uh, as of late. And so what Robert Smith spoke about is that some research that was conducted uh, gave him the conclusion that roughly 60% of black wealth is lost due to paying student loan debt. And what was interesting about this is that this particular loss in wealth because of paying student loan debt prevents African-Americans from investing in asset building or asset or or things that um, appreciate in value, such as stocks, such as bonds, such as businesses, such as a home, um, amongst other things. And also it impacts savings, um, amongst other things. And so, um, so what I took away from that is I said, well, I've, I've spoken about this on previous podcasts before, and I, I don't I don't necessarily think it's something that um, takes a lot of um, research to do. But I think the the issue that that comes up um, because this was when this was an issue that was spoken about when the Biden administration uh, spoke about canceling out um, a certain percentage of student loan debts based on whether you got a Pell Grant or if you just got regular, you know, regular loans. And so one of the, um, some of the detractors stated that this was not actually giving a benefit to the underrepresented or to uh, minorities who have the largest um, issue with paying back student loan debts. It actually helped out the upper class because the upper class are individuals that went to school and majored in things that were going to put them in, you know, put them in situations where it's not as hard to pay back their student loans debts. And so to me, this all boils back down to um, going to school. Now, we can have this discussion that uh, college tuition is is too high. Um, I saw a particular article speaking about the cost of certain um, programs and certain majors and things associated with it. cost too much and it actually hinders uh, certain minorities from actually getting into those particular programs. So as an offshoot, it 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 pushes uh, minorities into lower paying majors due to they can't afford it. Now, that sounds good, you know, that, that, that looks good on paper, but I think in order for you to look at that, I think um, if there's a way or if you're or if you're determined enough, I feel like where there's a will, there's a way. So I feel like if there's an, a situation where you do have some children that may be underprivileged, but if they want to go to school uh, for engineering or if they want to go and major in STEM based um, 
research and things like that, you know, to to get some of these high paying jobs and some of these in demand fields that are going to pretty much shape uh, not just America, but the rest of the world in the next 10, 15, 25, 30 years, then I feel like that they're going to do everything in their power to do such. And I think saying that um, certain programs cost too much and they and they and they hurt uh, minority students from majoring in them, I just think it becomes an excuse. I think it becomes a, a, a crutch. I think it, it, it to me, it yells uh, this victim mentality because this particular article was, 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 you know, trying to, was, was putting race in this. And, to, and, and to me, I look at it from this particular vantage point is that there's a lot of things dating back to to high schools, dating back to 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 middle schools in a, in a in a myriad of these particular different things. A lot of these issues start at home. And then as they get and as they grow over time, they expound. And so what what's the easiest thing to do instead of pointing the the, the finger at maybe some of the shortcomings or some of the issues that children may have had at home, it's much easier to point at the system and say, well, systemically, this is the problem. When the reality of the situation is, is that the children come from um, a lot of poor upbringing and they're not being given the, the necessary tools and given the necessary resources from a parental standpoint that's going to help them be successful. And so the unfortunately what ends up happening is that you that we're sending children off to college to major in things that um, reality is that there are things that are not going to necessarily pay them what they need to pay to offset paying back their student loan debt. So um, he also spoke about how uh, the student loan debt can compound. Um, you can have the loss of a job. Um, you could have a situation, um, and he didn't say. Well, he may have said this in an interview. I haven't watched the in- whole interview, but I was just I just looked at that clip. But it just set my mind to thinking that obviously, if you're going to get a master's degree, you know, six years, the thing of it is, is that you're thinking about okay, well, I need to go ahead and try to knock these six years out as quickly as I can. But I think about a situation where uh, Eric Thomas um, spoke about the length of time that it took for him to get his bachelor's degree. But also he was coming from a situation where he was getting his G where he had got his GED, but he never gave up. And obviously he worked his way up and got his doctoral. So everyone is not going to have the Eric Thomas story. Right. Everyone's not going to have that 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 story where. Um, it becomes a something that you can look back on and say, hey, I didn't give up, so you shouldn't give up. Everyone is not going to um, rise to that particular occasion. Some people may get in a situation where it may take you four, five, six years to get your bachelor's, and you're still striving to go and get a master's. But the thing of it is, is that you may not be striving to get a master's in a in a in a in a profession or a major that's going to offset these particular student loans, and a lot of things can happen in between that. You can opt to say, "Hey, I'm going to sit this particular semester out," because obviously you have a, a length of time that you maybe can sit out, and then you can pick right back up, and it's not a, a an issue with you having to start back over. So life happens. You may have a um, you may start a family. Uh, young women may have children. Um, men may feel like, hey, I got to drop out. I need to get, you know, I need to make um, some money. Um, maybe something happened to a parent. So maybe a, a, a financial safe haven that I had that I felt I could depend on is no longer there. So I have to 
take it upon myself from a responsibility standpoint to do what it is that I feel that I need to do so I have to put school on a back burner. And that's one of the stories that we've heard, especially from black people. I can't speak from white people because I'm not around them. But that's stories that we heard where grandparents and great uncles and stuff like that had to drop out of school in the second, third, and fourth grade to go home and work on the farm because it was more important to work the farm than it was to school. So their education uh, became um, secondary. And that's and, and, and that's still happening to this day. Not going back to work on the farm, but going back to um, trying to get real life figured out. But the problem is, is as Robert Smith said, these things are still compounding. Right. And I don't know. I know they said they put a halt on student loan debt payments. I don't know if they're putting a halt on the on the interest. I don't I don't I don't think they are. I haven't heard anyone say, well, hey, you don't have to pay it back. And they're also putting a putting a halt on the interest. They're, they're not they're not accruing interest. So the reality of the situation is, is that you're putting a bandage right on a shotgun wound. You're saying, well, hey, look, this bandage, it'll st- it it. You know, it, it it can slow down the bleeding. It's still bleeding, which the bleeding is interest. It's going to slow it down a little bit, but you're still going to bleed. Right. But it'll, it'll it'll suffice for right now. But you will need to go get stitches, which means that you will eventually have to go back and get back to paying this particular student loan debt. Right. And I can't say it's not fair. It's unfair. Uh, you know, I'm not as inquisitive about, you know, certain things to understand the, the, the bigger picture and a lot of this particular stuff. But what I did do is I, is I found, um, two particular sources, right? Because I wanted to have something source-based that kind of supports this particular argument. And this is what I came up with, right? Um, I got two sources here. One source is from the, the Federal Reserve Bank of Cleveland, um, the title of the article is called Racial and Ethnic Differences in College Major Choices by Peter L. Uh, Henrich or Heinrich, um, dated March 31st, 2015, right? So um, the start of the article starts like this, right? It says there are, large, there are large differences in the average earnings of people who choose different college majors, majors in computer science, mathematics, and in a variety of engineering fields associated or associated with high earnings. While majors such as counseling, psychology, early childhood education, and social work are associated with low earnings. Uh, it stated that a recent report finds the median annual earnings for full-time, full-year workers with a terminal bachelor's degree in petroleum engineering are 120000 whereas the comparable figure for those who had majored in counseling psychology is only $29,000. Now, to me, what's interesting about this is the fact that more or less the student loan debt occurred from going to school for four years is probably not going to be that big of a difference, right? I don't think it's going to be a sixty, seventy thousand dollar difference, right? You have to, you know, you pay, you go to college or whatever the situation is. But, the, but the, but this is this is astonishing. Um, obviously, the average pay twenty nine thousand for a counseling psychology. Obviously, that's just gross. That's not your net. That's not accounting for the taxes that you have to pay state, 
um, as well as federal, um, which if you're in a state that does have no state income tax, um, you get off, you know, you get off on that, but you still have to pay your federal. Right. And then obviously with no state income tax, they're going to find a way to get that money in other ways, whether that's things that you may not think about, such as going on the toll road, such as maybe there may be higher um, property taxes and stuff like that. Right. So it's really not that's where that whole cost of living thing comes in it. But even when you account for the taxes associated with $120,000, you're probably still coming out with quite possibly 60, 70, maybe even 80,000, maybe 90,000, just depending on how things work out. You're still coming away with about $90,000 in your pocket, right? Whereas with this 29,000, you're looking at roughly 22, 23,000 and you have a bachelor's degree and you have Roughly sixty, seventy thousand dollars worth of student loan debt to pay, which just overshadows your net pay that you're that you're getting, you're taking home, right? So, as I move down here, um, there's a chart down here, right? And the 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 chart is titled "Percentage of Bachelor Degree Recipients Majoring in STEM Subjects," right? So. 30% of Asians are majoring in such fields and getting bachelors, whereas 11% of blacks are doing that same thing. Roughly 12 to 13% of Hispanics are doing that, and roughly 15% of, of whites are doing such thing. So it's very interesting when, when, when they talk about such things as they say that a because they word it in such a way that they that they that they don't bring it straight home they'll say white with a white man with a bachelor's degree stands to make on average this much more than a black man with an, with a bachelor's degree but if you break it down to say well what is his bachelor's degree in then you'll come to the realization where it's not okay this is not racially motivated this is just educationally motivated. I'm not supposed to make as much. If I'm majoring in a subject where my top pay is going to be 30000 and you're majoring in a subject and getting a degree, getting a degree in a subject that's going to pay you roughly 100000 it's not no, there's not no racial or income inequality here. It's just, I'm not supposed to make what you make because I haven't gone and got the education that you've gotten. Now, um, so that's just one particular um, chart that I that I came across, and that's just one particular source that I that I'm citing. The second source that I came up with was from PBS, and this article is titled "African Americans Overrepresented Among Low-Paying College Majors." Uh, this was written by Kenya Downs, uh, February 9th, two thousand and sixteen. And so this is a quote from uh, this particular article. It says, basically, African-Americans have been going to the right church, but sitting in the wrong pew. And this is a quote from uh, Anthony uh, Carnivale. Um, I believe he's a director at Georgetown University. Uh, he goes on to say, in a way, they are using education to climb the social and economic ladder, but they're being steered towards majors that will make them low earners. Right. So moving on this particular article um, and similar to this particular chart that I that I spoke about 
referencing from the Federal Federal Reserve Bank of Cleveland. It says this African-Americans make up only a small percentage of some of the highest pain of majors, including those in STEM and businesses. Right. Um, it says this are only eight percent of engineering, seven percent of mathematics and five percent of computer computer science majors. Uh, worse, Cornville said even those who do major in high paying fields typically choose the lowest paying major within them. Right. So listen to this. Right. It says, for example, the majority of black women in STEM typically study biology, the lowest paying of the science discipline among engineers most black men study civil engineering the lowest pain in that sector so that is very very interesting right that is that is as very that is that is very very interesting right so it kind of goes back to when we hear reports about where facebook doesn't have um but a certain percentage of uh, blacks in, in, in certain particular fields. Well, it just goes back to the aspect that research indicates that black people from a larger standpoint don't account for enough people majoring in these particular subjects to represent that much of a higher percentage. And so it kind of gets to the point to where people speak about, well, we need equality in the workplace we need more representation in the workplace and so what ends up happening is this and i think from a sports sports standpoint i think people try to differentiate the two because it's okay um in essence for for blacks to overly represent um professional sports team because they're looked at them they're looked at as the most athletic i don't necessarily see other groups of people uh speaking about well man there needs to be more equality there's need, there needs to be more asians playing basketball and more hispanics playing football or or this that and the third right it, it, it doesn't necessarily get to that particular point but in corporate world where obviously more black people on average or just just not even on average just just raw numbers there will be more black people who would not make it to professionals so obviously it's like well there's more people available to do these particular fields that are not associated with professional sports or entertainment there should be a higher representation but the key caveat that's being missed in this particular thing is like well black people are not necessarily putting themselves in positions at a high enough clip to even qualify for these particular jobs. And then in certain instances, when they do get these particular jobs, um, they're small. Like they're 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 there by themselves. And so what ends up happening is you get stories of racial discrimination or sexual discrimination. I think there was a situation where there was a uh, a man and I haven't looked back at this report uh, right, uh, lately where he's suing Tesla for racial racial discrimination. He doesn't want to sell out of court. I think he wants about um, I think it was like 200 some million dollars. But what he wanted to do with that 200 million, at least this is what allegedly was said was that he wanted to get the 200 million so he could start and build his own particular business and maybe become um, a rival of Tesla. So it's kind of like you do get in those situations. So ironically, you would want more people that look like you there. But if more people that look like you aren't willing to take the same type of um, risk and be as disciplined as being as stern 
as you want to be, then we'll never get the numbers that we're looking for. Right. And to be honest, we don't necessarily know what the numbers we are looking for. So getting back to what Robert Smith said, because I know I kind of went off on a tangent, but I felt like this is very important to say to bring this particular point home is that you're not going to be able to necessarily reverse that until you start at the home. If you start at the at the at the beginning of it and you have to have situations where they're going to be parents or legal guardians or however they're classified and they're going to have to start young with their black children <clears throat> and they're going to have to push. Um, they're going to have to push. Um, I know it's and 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 you're going to have situations like just like in sports where you push too hard and the child just doesn't it doesn't work out. But you do have instances where you do push hard and the child works out. So I think we need to we need to try that, um, you know, that particular method. I mean, again, I don't have children, but again, I think it's, it's great that I, I, I get to read. I get to uh, impute all this particular information. And, it, and, it, and I think it puts me in a position to um, look at it differently, right? I'm not saying it's not too late for me to try to learn a new skill set or try to become more of a active um, contributor to this overall, you know, society. But I do think that bringing children in, if you have young children, you do have to, you do have to push um, because I don't I don't feel like that we need to necessarily play the race card as much, especially in, in aspects like this, when the data is just so glaringly right there in our face. There are other things that are kind of gray area ish where you may can look at it and say, OK, well, this is blatantly, um, you know, overtly. This is overtly racist. But some of these particular different things, it just starts at the at the ground floor. And a lot of times it just kind of goes back down to a lack of information um, from a parental standpoint. And so this is kind of how I look at this particular uh, situation with 60 percent of blacks giving their wealth away uh, to pay student loan debts. But with that being said, man, that's another episode of Paradigm 132 uh, podcast. Please like, uh, share, you know, leave a review um, and we'll be back to you again next week. Peace.